The Super Speedway Podcast is a Dream Bigger Media production. For news, photos, show notes, and information about advertising on the podcast, visit www.thesuperspeedway.com. Three, two, one. Welcome to the Super Speedway. I'm saying history is made this year. Eight-time champion, Jimmy Johnson. I think he recovers from his horrific season last year, gets himself into the Final Four, and wins the 2019 NASCAR Monster Energy Cup Series championship. I'm not going up on a limb whatsoever. I think that this rules package is going to benefit one driver above all others, and it's Kyle Busch. Yeah, that's that's the reason I didn't go with Kyle. It seems like it's too easy but I think he is going to dominate. Welcome to episode 135 of the Super Speedway Podcast, recorded Wednesday, November 20th, 2019. I'm your host, Eric Young, and I am joined by the prediction master, my co-host, James Cush. James, you picked the champ, man. That was, what year was that from? That, I know, it sounded pretty, that was the beginning of this season. Well, I definitely did not uh, follow through on that because I leaned heavy on <laughs> the Denny Hamlin train towards the end, but I'll take it. Yeah, we thought things were going to crap for Kyle Busch with this winless streak that he had, but of course he was able to come back when it uh, when it mattered and get it done. Kyle Busch, your 2019 Cup Series champion, two-time NASCAR Cup Series champion. What two-time about that? KB, yeah. <sighs> Good. Um, subdued. Yeah. Uh in his in his uh appreciation for his second championship i don't i don't know but uh two times nonetheless if there's a driver who's you know next on the on the on the list to be a multi-time champion i tweeted this after after the race uh it's kyle bush i mean he's he's the guy he's the best in the business and i know it's been a weird year for him again but you know, he's deserving nonetheless. I think Kyle's post-race celebration just shows how much of a machine he is in that there wasn't, there wasn't visible emotion. He did talk on Dale Jr.'s podcast that there was, there was emotion. There were tears in the car. Um, But I mean, he, he has the foresight to think of last time when he won the championship, they put the flag in the window and he, he did a burnout and tore the flag up. So he took his time going down the front stretch. so Everybody could get the photos before he did their burnout and, didn't get out of the car and like jump up and down or do much. Just kind of put his arms up in the air. You could just, it kind of felt like, I mean, it almost felt like he was exhausted. Like it was that much work to get that done. And we know it's, this is tough to do. It's tough to win this championship. And again, he said on junior's podcast that, you know, he thought he'd have a few more by now. The the two's pretty low for what his expectations were. And his, his original expectations were he'd like to get seven. And now he's thinking uh, maybe four would be really nice in his career. So, yeah, he's um, watched him slip away yeah. and watched the opportunities slip away. And now he's, yeah, I mean, and then maybe that's part of the reason why, you know, he, he had a year where he was pretty disgruntled for the most, I mean, from day one, <laughs> he was not, I mean, you know, you're, you know, you're, that's your driver. Right. And he had a weird year just mentally just kind of checked out. It seemed like from time to time, but um, man, yeah, it's just, it's just, a, it was one of those. You know, if Denny Hamlin had won the championship, it would have probably been really out of control, right? I mean, that, oh, would, have yeah. been, that would have been the one. But, uh, yeah, Kyle Busch, this is all business for him and his guys. You know, you know, they expect to win championships. And um, I was listening to Steve Letarte this afternoon, actually, on my way home from work. And uh, he said, 
you, you know, people can think what they want. Uh, but when Tom Brady or Michael Jordan win championships towards the end of their career or in the middle of their career, it's going to look a lot different than when a team comes along and wins that first one. Right. These guys expect excellence because they are the best. And Kyle Busch is the best and his team is the best. He drives for Joe Gibbs Racing. He drives the fastest cars every week and he's the best driver. So he expects it. Yeah. And, you know, that's something to consider, too, is that we've it's been a little bit since we've had a repeat winner in, in for a championship now. Um, I mean, what do we go back to Jimmy in 2016? So this, you know, I guess two years, but we've Mm -hmm. had two years of new champions. And then if you take that seventh out for Jimmy in 2016, you've got two more years before that, you know, that it was also new champions. So we've had a lot of new champions in the past five, six years, a lot of one timers. Yeah. So this is, this is something we're not used to anymore after, you know, five in a row for Jimmy. Yeah. Yeah. So, and Uh, and I mean, we had, we got five in a row with Jimmy. Then Tony won the championship. Yep. Tony had three. If you go before Jimmy, he, yeah, it was Tony and, uh, and Kurt, Kurt Bush had snuck one in there. Matt Kenseth got one. Right. And, And Tony's third championship was a little different because he'd gone a while since he'd won one. So yep. you can almost count that as like a first-time champion. And then you got Keselowski, and then Jimmy comes back in and gets his, his seventh or his sixth. But, you know, that was a couple years off, so there's more excitement there. You know, it, it's just – it's a little different. Yeah. So. yeah. I was going to ask you, speaking of this, and I know we'll talk about the race a little bit too. Yeah. Right? I don't want people – I mean, we have to put the season in, in perspective a little I bit. I don't think there's a whole heck of a lot to talk about with the racers. Yeah, a couple things, but Yeah, but I, I really want to take the time to discuss Kyle Busch, and I, I want to also take the time to discuss uh, the championship format because I had a thought today too um, where I know Kyle Busch's celebration was a little subdued, uh, but but what do you think about? I am not one to change the format. I'm not go. I'm not going down that road. But do you think that we went from in 2014 this this whole championship process and this final race with four guys duking it out for the title was like an it was like oil in a in a thimble, and now we're out where we've advanced to 2019 and it's oil in a swimming pool. It's diluted. A little bit to I that so. extent. I, I think I, I agree think, with that. The, yeah. The I think stress the excitement is wearing is is waning a little bit. Yeah, I think the stress level isn't there anymore. It really didn't feel, and I don't I don't think it felt like that last year either. Which is I think maybe why I had an issue with last year's championship. Everybody was so excited about how the race played out, and I didn't think it was that exciting. I think it's just that we we know what to expect here now. This is this is expected now. We're expecting that you're going to have four guys going for it all of them with a chance. You kind of expect that you're going to have one that's going to probably be strong early in the day, but then we go to nighttime and that's going to change things. You're going to have somebody that's going to come out of nowhere, less expected that's going to come up up and get the chance at the end. I mean, I think we've seen this play out quite a bit and we just, you know, we haven't. The drivers think that way too, don't you think? That they've made it, like the relief is getting to the final race and then whatever happens, happens. Yeah, exactly. It, It does not feel like the pressure I mean, don't get me wrong. There's a ton of pressure on these four oh, guys. Yeah, it's a championship. Yeah, but it doesn't feel like the pressure is as great in the final race in the game seven as it is in the rest of them leading up to it. I think. Yeah, it's, I, th- it's I think not- we there's more excitement on the cutoff races than there are than there is in this final yeah. race. Yeah, and I think Denny Hamlin won a game seven in Phoenix, whereas this isn't a game seven. This is like NCAA tournament, you know, knockout round. Yeah one and done and you go home it's not it's not uh 
you know, when Tony and Carl, because this this is modeled after Tony and Carl, right? right. That that was the that was the year where NASCAR was like, ooh, we got to figure <laughs> this out. Yep. Um, but that felt more earned, maybe is is the word. I, maybe not the right word, but I'm gonna say it. It's it was more earned because those two guys went at it in such a different way, and Tony battled back and you know had to win these races, and it just felt. I don't know. Maybe I'm thinking of it as a fan too, but I, you know, no, I'm with you. I, I thought it felt, it felt different. And, you know, I think it, heavy, you I know? think the reason it felt that way is because just, it was new. I mean, yeah. that's the thing. This isn't new anymore. And you know, we're going to, it's going to become a little bit more new next year because we're going to go to a different track yep. and we'll see. And we'll talk about later how that could be maybe better than what we're thinking it could be right now. Um, that will change things up. That'll give it some newness. Uh, you know, I, like I said, I think, I think Homestead's become kind of predictable in that, like I said, you, you have certain guys run strong at the beginning, it gets dark and then different guys run strong at the end. And that's almost like if you're running well at the beginning, watch out, you may not have a chance at the end, yeah. you know, or you're, or you could be like Kevin Harvick, who was probably in, in a, in a box, Kevin yeah. Harvick was probably the fastest car. He had the short speed, yep. but that fades. Yep. And who could have thought or expected the way Homestead's kind of played out that we'd get a what, 101 lap green flag run to the right. finish. We've never had see that. that. Yeah, it doesn't <laughs> happen. So Harvick and his team probably set the car up just the way they wanted to. And we're probably hitting it just just right, Rodney Childers and, the, and his guys. But yeah, no, you know, no chance. Yeah, caution you know. with twenty to go. Kevin Harvick's your champion, probably, and it probably plays out different for Denny Hamlin. Yeah, and they those guys were throwing hail marys too. So yeah, yeah, it's, it was a weird race. But I mean, I feel like in the in the with the season in a whole, I think the right guy won. He just had a weird, I he backed into it a little bit right with it but but he it's, didn't it's kind of hard it's hard to call kyle bush the underdog but kind yeah, of the underdog won this one yeah <laughs> but he I, I and when i say he backed into it it's just only because of his race performances they they weren't kyle bush-esque down right. the stretch but he was the regular season champion and earned you know that cushion of points that we talked about every week well i'll even take your backing into it a little bit further that he backed into it in this race too being the only guy who didn't make a mistake. Truly, yeah. You know, he didn't make a mistake. That, that team did not make a mistake. Kyle did not make a mistake. They ran a perfect race, and that's what it took to win. I mean, Harvick's team didn't make a mistake. They just tried a different strategy to make it work or to try and, you know, dig out of a hole yeah. that they were already in, and it yep. it didn't work. It just didn't work out for them. Yeah. Um, but uh, um, there's uh, <laughs> a couple other mistakes that happened. We'll talk about those in a second. Um, one thing I, there was a lot of talk this week, um, about there and, and Kyle even referenced it himself about the asterisks on his first title that he did it without running the full season. And there is no asterisks on this one. I think, uh, I think the, all the doubters can finally be put to rest on this, that Kyle yeah. is officially a NASCAR champion under the rules. He has done it the right way. <laughs> Yeah, well, and you think about I don't put an asterisk on Kyle's title. You and no, I, talked I about think it's tougher to do what he did. <laughs> probably it's probably <laughs> well the guy who ended up uh, we'll talk about this maybe towards the end but the the, the gentleman who won our fantasy league kind of did something similar so <laughs> um but yeah he there's no asterisks on his title but you can tell it weighs on kyle bush the way he talked mm -hmm. about it. he brought it up that yep. it bothered him and you, you know that's just that 
he's an all-time great and guys like that carry chips on their shoulders all the time anywhere they can find them they're going to find them and Kyle Busch that's one that he you can now tell he keeps uh under his or in his back pocket yeah. all the time yeah I think the highlight of the championship victory was the uh, the ride along with uh, him and Brexton around the track yeah. and final, yep. or, you know, with the, before the victory celebration. Um, pretty cool. Kyle said that that was Brexton's idea, and he asked immediately, and you could see him talking when when Kyle got out of the car and got to see Brexton the first time. So Kyle went to the NASCAR official. NASCAR official gave the okay to do that. They're not a big fan of that apparently. Yeah, um, Car- that's the Keelan Harvick. Yeah, yeah, and that's where that's where uh, Brexton got the idea. Kyle said because yeah. he thinks he saw Bre- he saw uh, Keelan do it and decided he wanted to do it. But uh, cool of Kyle to reach up and grab the camera and turn it in the car so that it could get the shot of both of them. Uh, it's a pretty cool moment as a dad. You know, that's that's yeah. pretty awesome. Yep, absolutely. I love I love the kids getting in the car stuff because I mean we we were kids once and we got to ride and race cars from yeah. time to time. I think so. I think we've gotten to see. I think we got to see this weekend in this in the celebration. We got to see the family man of Kyle Busch. I yeah, mean, his celebration again, quite subdued, but it all revolved around him and Sam and 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 Brexton, and that was cool. You know, that's that's yeah. the side of Kyle we don't see. We don't ever get to see Kyle the dad. I mean, you do if you follow him on social media and stuff, and you follow Sam on social media. There's a lot of it, but a lot of people don't see that. They just see the jerk at the track that's in a mode, and. You know, that's he, he knows yep. that he knows he's abrasive at the track. He understands, but he's there to do one thing. And that's that's win. Yeah. And we always tell athletes to act like you've been there and act like you've been there before. If I could just talk, I could get that out. <laughs> um, act like you've been there before. And Kyle Busch literally acted like he was there before because he's been there before yep. and wanted to do it this way and wanted to do it his way. Yeah. All right, let's talk about this race a little bit. Uh, first mistake of the day. Martin Truex Jr.'s team puts the front tires on wrong put the left sides on the right left side front on the right and the right side front on the left oh, wasn't it the, yeah wasn't it the rear well, didn't they have one of the rear tires i thought it was the front is what they said on the broadcast but i thought, how, they, criss- I thought they crisscrossed them how in the um, world I, do you do that in the championship race man is god that's gonna go down as one of the biggest gaffes in championship race history i think it's gonna go down as one of but i think the second gaff was bigger <laughs> Well, because at least this one, this one, you couldn't plainly see unless you're Cole Pern sitting on the pit box and happened to notice it as the car was pulling off, which is insane. Yeah. I mean, this this could have completely cost Martin Truex Jr. the race. It did. It did. Co- it, I, it I did. would go a step farther. It cost him the race because he could never come out of the hole. But the thing is, is he still he, he got the caution, got the lap back, finished second. He still was in the race. If they wouldn't have noticed this. If Cole wouldn't have seen what happened and known when he went off pit road, this would have been way worse. Yeah. Way he, worse. Yeah. He gave up the track position though that, yeah, oh yeah. I mean, this, 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 was, this was the championship right here. Some, yeah. This, somebody's, this cost him. Yeah. It cost him the title. It really somebody's did. looking it was, for a job for next season. I'm thinking <laughs> that's gotta be, I can you imagine being that guy who moved those tires? Cause they had to move oh them God. for a reason. They moved them out of the sun or something, didn't they? And they were putting them. Who knows? And they just, they didn't stack them right when they were moving. That's at least what I had heard. Who knows? This I, is this is one of those things that if there's video of this or anything, the 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 story that is the Martin Truex Jr. documentary down the road. Yeah, the thirty for thirty. This moment is in that. Yeah, <laughs> unbelievable. I was shocked. I was watching the race. Um, actually, I had it on my phone at that point. I was doing something in my kitchen, and I said, 
I kind of spun around and I was like, what did they say? What did he do? And I looked at him like you. I'm, I'm like, I have never heard of that happening, let alone uh, one of the best teams in the championship race. This is their moment letting that happen. Holy crap. Right. Now, I was excited when it happened, not because I wanted to see Martin Truex Jr. lose, because I honestly I went into this completely satisfied with I, I was completely satisfied with whoever won this championship because all four really deserved it this year. Yeah. But I was excited to see that, okay, he's not just going to dominate this whole race. I still thought he'd come back and win the thing. Yeah. He was that fast and he got that. He got the one caution of the day that wasn't a stage caution. Right. And uh, I just completely saved his, saved his day there. Uh, not, not that far after this, but man, I don't even know what to say about it anymore because I just was stunned. Yeah. I was just stunned at this. It's And, you know, that is the best crew in the business. Cole Pern, the best crew chief, uh, that, that team that they brought over, I am just <laughs> just couldn't believe Cole it. Cole Pern may go down in history as better than Chad Knauss. Yeah, he's got to win some more titles. But yeah, yes. he does. Yeah, yeah, he's got a, he got a ways to go. But, yeah, he uh, he's changed the game. Well, the thing is, I'm not going to go so far as to say Truex is at Jimmy's level, Jimmy Johnson's level. So, oh, no, you know, Ch- Cole Pern may not need to win as many titles as Chad Knauss did to earn yeah. Chad Knauss status. Well, we felt this way about Paul Wolf one time. Yeah. And and he's, you know, hasn't <laughs> been able to get climb the mountain with Brad again yet. So, right. but true. we have yeah, a Cole Pern. I, I think Cole Pern is incredible with what he did with that 78 team back in, in Denver and now the 19 team, they didn't even miss a beat. Yeah. They just, or, if, on, or if, if you're Steve Letard still the 78 team, cause he called it the 78 car during the race. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love Steve. He's great. I but. can't pick on those guys. It's what they're doing is so tough. But when I notice it, I have to point it out. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's no, funny. Steve, you're wrong. It's <sighs> funny. When- so bonehead move for the day until Denny Hamlin's crew member decides to put basically a giant tarp on the front end of Denny Hamlin's car Why? instead of a piece of tape. Like, okay, so Truex's thing happens and it caught me off guard. Hamlin's thing happens and I watched the pit stop. I watched the guy put the thing on the front end and it's like, holy crap, that thing's big. Man, yeah. you really put that low on the... Uh, on the yeah. on the grill, that's gonna be that that might not be good. And then sure enough, he's overheating. Yeah. Well, that was the call. So that call that call came from the crew chief. Right. And they had, from what I was reading, they were trying to not only add tape, but they were trying to cover up because some of the other tape that they had had added had started to fold up. Ah. They were, they were trying to make up for some of that while adding more tape. Well, I think they covered it up, but they covered up they the definitely entire covered it. No, they definitely did that. <laughs> uh, what what I didn't like about this was that, I don't know, Denny Hamlin, it seemed like a Hail Mary when you didn't need to have the Hail Mary. You know, it was like a, it was like a first down Hail Mary rather than a fourth down Hail Mary. I just felt like that you should have – well, I don't know. What do you think, Eric? Because they weren't winning this race regardless unless they got a late caution. This kind of took a, it took any chance they had out the window, I guess. But I, if you're going to try something, gamble? I don't know. Yeah. Do um, big this gamble. definitely cost them the race. That's a big whiff, that's for sure. Um, I don't know. I mean, you're in Hamlin's situation. I mean, he need, they need to do something. Yeah. Um, but, uh, taking the ball out of the, taking the ball out of the player's hand, maybe a little bit when you put that much tape on there, it's not really up to Denny at that point. It's, you know, it's run it till you blow it up, I guess. I, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's one of those things that 
you know, it's it's really easy for us to say sitting on the couch. Right. Yep. I mean, this is all happening and, you know, <laughs> very. Yeah, I know. Oh, I know. We, we talk about how, how subdued everybody seemed to be and how the, the tension didn't seem to be there, but it's still really freaking stressful for these guys. Oh, yeah. So, um, and obviously, I mean, it's, it's, we had two of the best, you know, make big mistakes Two two of the best pit crews make big mistakes. Yeah. Um, and like I said, I don't, I don't know that Hamlin won the championship with, I, I, I still don't think he would have won it if that would have gone right, but he didn't have the day, he didn't have the car that definitely sealed the deal for him for sure. So yeah, he did not have the car, uh, today or Sunday. It just wasn't, wasn't. Yeah, I, I hurt. I feel bad for him because I think that might have been it. I think that, I don't know if Denny gets back to the climbs the mountain again at this stage in his career. He might. I mean, he might have another year next year that that he gets one more shot at it. But this just seemed like it was written for Denny Hamlin to ha- finally have it. And we thought I think you and I both agreed. We thought Denny Hamlin this was it. Yep. Seem it seemed right. And I don't, just don't know if he's ever going to be able to do it. It's kind of bummed me out a little bit but yeah because that was kind of the guy i was rooting for i wanted to see hamlin get one but just not meant to be so a question for you before we talk a little bit more about the race is it since we're talking about this um mark martin's often been billed the best one of the best drivers probably the best driver to not win a championship in the cup series obviously carl edwards is there too but carl didn't run as long as these guys um so i think the expectations for him to have a title are a little bit lower does is denny better than Mark Martin is Denny. I mean, where does he rank? We forget. I think we forget how great Mark really was. Uh, Denny only has one runner up finish in right. his, in his uh, cup series resume. Uh, Mark Martin was, <laughs> he was really good, but Denny's also got the two Daytona 500s, which I like. I always like that. The marquee race. I think that that leaves something, um, that, that adds something to the table, but yeah, that's, uh, I don't know. I think Mark is still probably the best to never do it. Yeah. But I, Denny, I think I agree Denny's, with you. Denny's right there. Uh, and then in, in today's NASCAR, making the final race at Homestead is probably good enough for me for, uh, for basically a runner up finish in the points anyway. So yeah, it's a, that's a tough one. That's yeah. a good group of guys that never won titles. You know, Dale jr. Was really, you know, was pretty good there for, for a stretch too. So, right. Uh, but Denny's had a nice, long sustained career. Um, 37, 37 wins now and a couple of Daytona 500s in his back pocket. So man, comparing him to Mark Martin. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I think maybe a couple more years. Yeah. I think I agree with you. I, I mean, Denny's, Denny's really good. He's definitely the best driver currently that hasn't yeah. won one, I think, or that, that should have won one by now that hasn't won one. Yeah, I'm gonna look at Mark Martin's stats really quick because I want to just get a quick, uh, a quick look overall at what uh, what he did because what was it six championship or six runners up? I don't know. It was a lot, and he had one heck of a run for it late in his career yeah. uh, with the with the five car that they probably could have had it done, but they ran into the Jimmy Johnson buzzsaw. <laughs> You know that was one of his championship runs there. Yeah, um, yeah Mark one. has four. Mark has forty wins across uh, across the Cup Series. Man, yeah, he's got a bunch of second place finishes. He's got a lot of third place finishes too. I don't, he's he was in the points hunt a lot, but he went up against Earnhardt, Gordon, and Jimmy Johnson across his career. So I don't know. 
I don't know if anybody's faced a bigger gauntlet than that guy. Right. Yeah, that, and that's part of it. You got to think about who these guys are going up against all the time. You know, a big chunk of Denny Hamlin's career was going up against Jimmy Johnson. Yeah. You know, he he wasn't. You know, Jeff Gordon wasn't winning championships when Denny Hamlin started, but he had Jimmy Johnson to to deal with. Um. That's one of the things that I've I've know I've said this to you probably on this podcast before, but I've said one of Tony Stewart's the great achievement of Tony Stewart's career is somehow he found a way to win three and spanning into the Jimmy Johnson era at the end of the Jeff Gordon era as well. So he found a way to get three, which is, is pretty amazing considering some of the all time great competition he was going up against. Right. Yeah. Um, let's, uh, let's look a little bit more at the race. Um, I, I think that we could have, so we've now every race, in this format, every championship race in this format has taken a win to win the championship. Um, even, I mean, Truex finished second. So if Kyle wouldn't have won, he wouldn't have won the championship. Um, yep. It was looking like there might be a good chance that this would be the first year that it didn't happen because there was one guy running really well that we've seen run really well at this track before in yep. Kyle Larson. And then he blows the motor. And that's <laughs> it. <laughs> So it's such as Kyle Larson's life on the uh, on the old homestead. Now he can go win the race next year, though, when it's in March or right. whatever, whatever, <laughs> whatever it is. Yeah, he probably will, too. Yeah. Um, William Byron also has engine trouble, blows a motor, um, finishes in the back. Um, know, what else is there really to reference in this thing? Is there much? Did I see correctly that Joe Nemechek, if you add up all three series uh, past Richard Petty for starts? I don't know. Did I see that correctly? That might be on J-Ski. I don't know. I did not see that. But, yeah, so Joe Nemechek, shout out. There you go. Uh, yeah, Austin Dillon had a good run. Uh, Joey Logano, Eric Jones. This race is a tough race because really they focus so much on those four guys yeah. that you don't see much of what happens well, in the middle of the pack. And, and those four guys led all but one lap, yeah. and that one lap – went to Ricky Stenhouse Jr. <laughs> in his swan song for uh, Jack Roush. Yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable. Uh, all right. It's you... it, it, I, one more comment I yeah. really quick about the race. Um, I, this rules package at Homestead was pretty brutal. I just didn't like the slot car type action we were seeing out there. Yeah. I, I've been a big proponent of this rule package, but yeah, it didn't work there. Just, it really no. didn't. It, drivers were too stable. They yep. were stuck to the track. And well, it also didn't hap- help that it was about 20 degrees cooler than normal. Yeah. And the Xfinity race was so good. I know we're going to talk about that a little bit, but the, those cars were sliding all over, and it looked awesome. And I had I had really high hopes for Sunday. And this Cups, Cup Rules package has just kind of decreased in value for me, hmm. especially lately. So I don't know. It, it was really glaring to me on Sunday. Okay. Um, we go back to Homestead, as you said, early in the season next year, uh, we do it in the daytime, no night racing. Um, so we'll see with this package, we're going to have the exact same package going back. Um, so we'll see what it looks like in the, you know, not in the, the final race of the season. Um, a few facts about the championship race this weekend or Kyle Busch's win or however you want to look at it. Uh, Kyle Busch's victory gets him his 56th career victory, uh, moves him ahead of Rusty Wallace in the all time win list which is incredible. <laughs> yep. I mean, we're talking about a guy, what is he, 34, I think? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Do you know how many second place finishes Kyle Busch has in his career? Uh, we talked about this before. How many? 50. Jeez. Can you imagine if he just had a handful of those that went the other way for him? That's crazy. 
ninth all time in wins, and he's 34 years old. <laughs> yeah, he's got uh, six years of prime yeah, left. Definitely. Um, told Dale Jr. he'd like to get to 100 in his career, and I think he's got a pretty good shot at doing that. He's got a chance as long as he's still driving for Joe Gibbs and he stays healthy. He's got a chance. That's he's that's he's got a ways to go to move up the next notch. Now he's got 20 wins to get to Dale Earnhardt at 76. But if he wins eight races a year, like he's like he has been ish. I mean, he run one five this year. Um, Eight races a year gets him (laughs) pretty close in the next couple of years. So. That's got to be his average, you know. Yep. You hit the you hit Aaron Hart's mark, and then you got to go a little ways to get to Kelly Yarbrough and Jimmy Johnson at eighty three, and then once you get to eighty three, there's a few pretty close there that you can click them up pretty high. Get um, to Gordon from there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We thought Jimmy would get to Jeff, and he's not going. Jimmy's not going to get not going to get there. But no, he's got to get ten wins this season. Uh, we'll not going to have that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, couple more facts here. Let me pull up the stat sheet here. Um, Kyle is only the 16th driver all time with multiple championships in the cup series. Um, he leads the series in championships in the elimination style format of the monster energy cup series with two, uh, Kevin Harvick, Jimmy Johnson, Martin Truex Jr. Joey Logano all have one. Uh, let's see what else. One of five drivers all time to win both the monster energy cup series championship and a NASCAR Xfinity series championship. Martin Truex Jr., Kevin Harvick, Bobby Labonte, and Brad Keselowski have also done that. Uh, five wins in 2019, 17 top fives, 27 top tens, and one pole for the year for Kyle Busch. And uh, one win in the playoffs, which was this one. And uh, him and his brother are the only two Monster Energy Cup Series champions from the state of Nevada. Woo! There you go. And they are now tied with the Labonte brothers in championships. So if one of them can win one next year, they move ahead of that crew. <laughs> there you go. Um, let's see. Adam Stevens, Kyle Busch's crew chief. He has won two championships now, both with Kyle Busch. He has one of 40 different crew chiefs to win in the NASCAR Xfinity Series, win the NASCAR Xfinity Series championship, um, but just the 15th to win multiple titles. Dang. Um, has 27 career Monster Energy Cup Series wins, all with Kyle Busch. There, there you go. go. Yep. Wow. Um, before we move on to talk about the other series, I wanted to look at our predictions from the beginning of the season because in pulling the audio for the intro <laughs> today, I also went back and looked at the it's show notes. So it's going to be so bad. All right, let's go through this really quick. Um, our big gamble for 2019 James's was that Matt Benedetto will win a race. I was so damn close. It was close. It was really close. Uh, closer than mine, which was that Paul Menard would make the final four. Oh, we didn't say goodbye to Paul Menard. We did not say goodbye to Paul Menard. We'll have to do that. Yet. Oh, play the sad violin for me. <laughs> I don't have sad violin. I have this. <laughs> there you go. Is that close enough? We'll be, we'll be nicer to David Reagan <laughs> in his, his last race, too. There you go. Uh, let's see. Uh, pick uh, teams to watch. Mine was RCR. Uh, not really. Um, James's. What's that? They didn't do anything. No, they didn't. Um, as a matter of fact, they get a new driver at, at as a result, um, James's was Levine Family Racing, which proved to be true. Um, obviously, yeah. ran really well with Matt Benedetto and became a big story for next season with Christopher Bell coming up and running that team. Yeah. So here they go, here they come. So what we've determined so far is James is a lot better at predictions than I am. 
Um, pick two drivers that made the playoffs last year that won't make it in 2019, and then pick two playoff drivers. So James said Austin Dillon and Alex Bowman would be out. So you were um, half half there. Uh, in Matt DiBenedetto and William Byron also half. Half. Oh, 50%. Not bad. Yep. Uh, I had Alex Bowman and Kurt Busch out, so I failed. In <laughs> <laughs> I had William Byron and Daniel Suarez, so I got half there. Okay, so not bad. Um, 25% for you. There you go. Uh, will the new package work? I had yes, question mark. James had yes. Um, we can all decide I, how I, that is. Yeah, I think you, I think you win that one. Uh, best race of the season. James picked Atlanta, and I Ugh. picked uh, – yeah, right <laughs> – I picked Auto Club Speedway, which wasn't any better. Yeah. I um, thought New Hampshire was probably my favorite so far. I think we'll later in the offseason, we'll probably discuss this a little bit more. But That's funny. Um, yeah. I think uh, I think Chicago ranks pretty high for me. Yeah. Chicago's it might good. be because I was there, but Chicago's pretty high. Yeah. Um, what will be the worst race? I said New Hampshire. Wrong. Yeah, um, that was a good one. James said the all-star race at Charlotte. Don't remember. I don't oh, you know yeah, what? Was, yeah, Larson won, and they had yeah. the goofy scoops under in the hood. That was a good race. I liked it. You didn't like it. Yeah, so. I was wrong about that. Yeah, I was. Yeah, I, so I don't like the All Star race. From your long. aspect, you were probably right, but not the My, worst yeah. race. I yeah, no, it wasn't the worst race. No. Who will be our final four? All right, so I'm gonna go with mine first. I picked Kyle Busch, Chase Elliott, right. Joey Logano, Jimmy Johnson. Oh boy. <laughs> we already know I picked Jimmy Johnson to be the champion, so. Um, that was pretty rough. That was that was a fail, but I did pick the champion at least, or had the champion yeah. in it. Um, champion in it. James's final four was Kyle Busch, Brad Keselowski, Oof. Kevin Harvick, Ooh. Ch- Chase Elliott. Ah, so half again. Half again. I'm good at halves. <laughs> there you go. Those are our predi- were our predictions at the beginning of the season. Terrible. <laughs> you did a heck of a lot better than me. Although there's a news item coming up that we both predicted uh, a couple years ago now yeah. or a year ago now, and we nailed. So, yep. We'll All get right. there. All right. Let's talk about the other two races really quick. We had two more series crown champions, the truck series on Friday night uh, with a delayed start due to rain crowned Matt Crafton with his third truck series championship. Um, hard to say that a guy who's won two championships is an underdog, but Crafton was an underdog. He did not win all season and managed to win the championship, played the uh, consistency card and got it done uh, in what also was not a very exciting race on Friday night. Oh, yeah. Not much else to say there, I don't think, really, right? Matt Crafton (laughs) has 14 career wins in the soon-to-be-named Gander Outdoor, what is it, Gander RV, blah, 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 truck series. Mm -hmm. Um, He has 14 career wins in his three championship seasons. He has a combined three wins. Wow. That's incredible. That is incredible. That's a great stat. Goes to show you that this championship format doesn't work in the truck series. Austin Dillon did this. Remember, he won the Xfinity title with no wins. Yeah. Also, not that long ago. I'm still not a fan of these guys winning championships to, you know, when other drivers are racing in the series but not getting to collect points. Um, And, and, you know, it's easy for me to say as as a Kyle Busch fan. Um, yeah. Kyle said this week that if NASCAR would let him, he would run for the championship in the truck series. Dang. And he, he also said his he's pleaded with NASCAR that if, which he said that this is on Dale Jr.'s podcast, I believe it was, um, that he, you know, there's no problem with the truck series. There's, there's the truck series is in no danger of going anywhere. But 
if they were to say, okay, this is the last season for the truck series, he wants NASCAR to let him run the final truck series season. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> he's had some, he's had some deep conversations then. He wants, this... he wants to run the truck series. He, he's got his own team, you know, he wants to run for his own team. Well, he wants his truck. Yeah. He he's he's ready for Xfinity be, to be done, but he wants to run the truck series. So he loves, yeah, he wants to get to a hundred. He wants to get his, his 100 Xfinity wins before he quits. Well, Kyle Busch, if you remember correctly, back when he was running for Billy Baloo in the truck series before he had his team, he raced those races for free. <laughs> he did. Yeah. He gave all the prize money to Billy Baloo. He did not yeah. take any cash, any payment for running those races. He just did it for the fun of it. He loves the truck series. Yeah. I would Get like to see him run there. a truck series full time just to see him run at Eldora once. Well, you know what? Win a few more cup championships and then declare for truck points and go run. There you go. He'll get there. He'll get his time there. Um, I'd love the truck series to become a senior tour, by the way, at too. some point. But it's never going to happen. Well, it so. was looking like it was going to be at one time. And yeah, then... Mark Martin was kind of leading the parade. And then he did. Then he just stopped racing. Yeah. So. Yep. Dang it. Uh, NASCAR Xfinity Series Saturday. I will have to defer to you, James, because I did not watch this race. I did watch the 20-minute highlights they put on YouTube, though. Um, looks like I missed the one good race of the weekend because everybody talked about how spectacular it was. Yeah. And uh, Tyler Reddick gets it done. Back-to-back wins in the Xfinity Series. Back-to-back championships for Tyler Reddick, and he's on his way to the Cup Series. Yeah, what, didn't we, what did we decide with Ben last week? I forget off the top of my mind. I can't remember. Um, I, I think you guys all went with with bell or i don't know we uh, had to pick I picked bell, reddick yes i yes i remember that because i i did the are we sh- are we sure we should be overlooking tyler reddick you know I, right. I feel like we had that discussion because dude was on one all season reddick's just like, good if you can i mean we talk about how good kyle larson is on the high side i i kind of feel like larson has earned this this um thing about being running the high side when he doesn't do it that much like yeah i think we we all remember his race at eldora and what he did there Dale jr was a high side guy yeah but even jr didn't do it all the time people yeah people for yeah people forget like he did that probably at michigan and that was you know one of his tracks atlanta right and so i i think i think larson's got more of a reputation than what's true but tyler reddick really does like he goes and he'll set his car up when he ran chicago when I was in Chicago, I sat there in turn one down on the inside by the wall taking photos, and he literally set the car up. He ran all of practice right against the wall. Yeah, he just runs up on the high side. He's got, like, YouTube videos on stuff like that, too, where he just is up there. Yep. Just just running it. Yeah, and... I saw one where they had the GoPro mounted right on the side of the car, and you could see yeah. how close the car was to the wall. Incredible. Yeah. So um, Reddick was kind of a driver. Really he, good. Yeah. Um, so he was looking like it to me, like he'd be a good choice. And Reddick also is really good at an Xfinity series, at least of just being there when you don't expect him. Yeah. And being in the right place. That's how he's gotten a lot of his wins. And I mean, I'm yeah. familiar with Michigan where he's done it, um, where you just don't expect him to be there. And all of a sudden there he is coming around the outside to get the win. So, yeah, he averaged a 6.3 average finish this season. And that is, I am looking this up really quick of, of the full-time drivers, he is two positions better than what Chase Briscoe was. And that is, I mean, that's just how dominant he was. 24 top fives, uh, 27 top tens in 33 races. (laughs) It's just incredible. He had a great, really all-time season. Like, if that was a Cup Series season, that would go down in the history books. And it should for this one. I know... uh, we wanted to give it to Christopher Bell and even Cole Custer. Cole was able to come out second, but those guys were all battling 
at one point or another. It was like three wide off of four, and then for a little bit, Bell would have it, and then Custer, you know, Custer didn't have the he didn't he didn't lead the amount of laps that uh, Reddick or Bell did, uh, but he had a couple of moments where I thought it was probably going to be his day. But it just he just couldn't hang with with Tyler Reddick. It was you know it was his pretty much his show. Yeah. Um, speaking of of that in Homestead in general, somebody posted a photo. I remember who it was or shared a photo or commented on a photo. It was a picture of the final restart for the Cup Series. Come, I think it was the final restart coming down the backstretch with the sunset yeah. in the background. Yeah, that's a, that's going around that's and four horrible. wide in multiple rows going into turn three, and it is just incredible. It looks like a video game. Yeah, it it's awesome. real life. <laughs> like, yeah, it wasn't a spectacular race, but that particular moment was spectacular. And I think yeah. I think that's this rule what, package was was great at restarts. I yeah, mean, yeah, I think that's what we can we can take from this rules package. Really is. Did it make things better overall? Maybe, but it didn't like consistently make races better, but it gave us these highlight moments like that. And, you know, restarts at Chicagoland were insane. Um, Restarts at Kansas were really good. Um, I mean, restarts everywhere were really good, but those tracks really stood out. Um, Michigan was good, but not like Chicagoland. Uh, I mean, I was at Chicago and watching them take off and it was like a Talladega restart every time and it would last for three or four laps. Um, so we got a lot of highlight moments because of this package. I think we got fewer wrecks because of this package, which mm-hmm. maybe isn't the right way to go necessarily. Um, but uh, I don't know. I'm, I, we've had a whole season. We've had 36 races to decide, and I still, man, I'm still out uh, on this thing. I don't know because yeah. we had a good season the year before without this package. So yeah. I, I think know. the best race. I think the best racing we've had in the, in recent history was 2014. I think they really had something going, and they they started to to run away from it a little bit. Yeah. Um. But and neither here nor there. I you know. It's so tough. Every every time I go back and watch a video well, of them in like the late 90s, early 2000s with that yeah. twisted sister car. Well, man, I yeah, wish we could go back to that, it. but no. you never could. I mean, even if even if they just said next next year. Ah, we're going back to that car. Same same specs, we're going back to that car. It still wouldn't be yeah. the same, everybody, because we know so much more about Arrow and all that now. Oh, yeah. I mean, heck, go back to Dale Earnhardt's era with what we know now. Earnhardt wouldn't have been what he was because everybody knows how to side draft. Like, like you go watch an old video of Earnhardt and watch him side drafting yeah. people. It just took people 20 years to figure out how to do that. Showed him the, yeah, he showed them the way. Yeah. You know, he was the first one. Nobody yeah. knew how to do it that back then except for him. And right. I mean, you watch him. He literally side drafts. He literally would put that that fender on the quarter panel, rear quarter panel of the car, suck, put the air on the spoiler, and suck that car back. And nobody knew what he was doing, but that's what he right. did. Right. We did now. We do now. They all do. Yep. Exactly. So this kind of this ties in. I mean, we might as well transition to news here just yeah. a little bit because because one of our news items is uh, Steve Phelps. Thank God, said that uh, they're gonna they're gonna make some rules changes they hopefully to short track to. road courses. They have to. There's no. They have to. They I mean, have to. Nobody, nobody liked this package on the sh- they, on the short tracks. They need to fix ISM Raceway and in a hurry yes. because they have a lot riding on that championship next year, with with moving it from Homestead because Homestead. I know this this year wasn't as great. It's a damn fine venue for a championship race, and they led to a lot of great racing. Yep. Over the years, and ISM's got a big big 
uh, challenge in front of it. And, and the fact that NASCAR is already looking at it shows you that they are not happy with what they saw last week. Well, I would say that if ISM wasn't the championship race next year, we probably wouldn't be getting this announcement. Yeah. Um, maybe they would still look to tweak something. They sure as heck wouldn't be announcing it. Yeah. Martinsville was a disaster. Yeah. So they, there wasn't a short, I mean, Bristol, Bristol was good. Aside from that, there wasn't a short track race that was any good this year. No, nope. So yeah, and, nope. and, and any of these tracks with this package, when they when they ran the seven fifty horsepower high downforce package, it did not work. It didn't work at Dover. It didn't. I mean, I guess it worked at New Hampshire. New Hampshire, we like New Hampshire. So. New Hampshire was good. Yeah, New Hampshire. Go back, people, if you don't yeah. believe us. But New Hampshire was a dang good race. Yep. Yep. I remember talking about it and being very surprised that it was as good as it was. Yeah. The year they took the date away from him, too. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, let's hit on some other news items. We we have a really small news item that we're going to save for last. Um, not a very big deal, but uh, we'll we'll start with the with the big stuff, I guess. Uh, the one that was unexpected. Actually, I, I will say this. Oh, was, this was kind we, of unexpected at this point. Because, we had this. Yeah. We had this. Well, we, it was starting to go this direction. But it really seemed like they were going to get something together. But Daniel Suarez, it's announced this week, Suarez is out at, at SHR. Um, Cole Custer going to come up and drive the 41 car next season. Um, again, not a surprise, but kind of a surprise because it really looked like Suarez was sticking around. But Yeah. And and word is that Suarez had the money behind him for the sponsorship to, to stay around. So. Well, and what people – some people don't realize this, but Gene Haas is in complete control of that 41 car. Mm-hmm. That's his That's his baby. Yep. And if he wants Suarez out, Suarez is out. Yeah, he put he put Kurt Busch in that car without Tony even knowing. <laughs> yeah, Tony <laughs> was laid up with the busted leg. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's a true story. Yep. <laughs> um. Yeah. So Suarez out, and I, you know, I'm I'm not trying to be mean to Daniel, but he had three years of the top level equipment in yep. this sport. I, I I'm sorry, man. Um. You know, you can try. And Tony Stewart said he likes Daniel. And he's going to try to help him, but uh, yeah, it, it, I mean, he had his opportunity. He had the a only, he had a good chance. The only place you can go from Joe Gibbs Racing to not take a step down right now is Stuart Haas. I mean, yep. <laughs> that's the only yep. place you can go. Get your final four drivers at Homestead. Yep. Yep. So yeah, I it's just, it's it, this is the nature of the beast nowadays. Um, he had a shot, and I don't. I think Suarez will find a place. I wouldn't be a bit surprised to see him run a good chunk of his season next year in the Xfinity series. Maybe, maybe um, go to SHR's Xfinity series, right? There you go. Yeah. There's I an mean, opening down there. He's a champion down there. Yeah. He, you know, he's gotten it done before. Yep. So why not? I mean, if we want to run full time, be competitive, just go drive the double zero. If you can, I don't know, yep. bring some of that sponsorship with you, but how uh, the, the money, the money, the money must not have been enough. Right. For, for well, Gene Haas to even be interested. Haas doesn't need the money, man. He doesn't need the money. I know. I know. Um, how fun is this rookie battle going to be next year? It's going to be a really good one. We haven't had a rookie battle like this in forever. Yeah. Yeah. You got Bell, Custer. Um, uh, what's his name? Reddick. Coming over to, to Re- yep. Reddick, Cheezo, Pete's God. <laughs> the champ. We just talked the about him, man. Yeah. Champs going over to RCR, Jesus Pete's James. Um, but right, you know that's that's it, man. We've got some big heavy hitters coming in. All right, good. This is early. We'll probably discuss this again before the season starts. But uh, any of those drivers going to win next year? And if so, which one? Which one wins first? Yeah, Christopher Bell is going to win a race. Think so? Yeah, they said they. I read some stuff today that they're going to be 
he, that uh, the 95 car is going to be a little bit different next year. It's going to be run a little bit differently. It's basically going to be a fifth JGR car. Right. So, yeah, they're going to get even more support with Bell driving. Hmm. I think Custer gets one. He might. I think Custer gets one sooner. He might. He might. The RCR thing, I can't pick. I, I no. like Reddick. Like, Reddick's I, great, but he's he's definitely got a disadvantage being at that team. He's going to end up being Chris Busher, you know, mm-hmm. winning titles and and kind of just being there in the Cup Series, which is kind of a bummer because I feel like that's part of the, you know, just driving for the team that he does. But right, yeah. All right. Uh, we talked about the Aero package. Uh, Fox expected to keep a two-man booth next season. With like Mike that. Joy and Jeff Gordon, I don't think it's a surprise because we are—they already said they were going to do this pretty much. Um, yeah, I like it. It's kind of a flashback to the old days. I mean, this is what we had. Um, I love NBC. I love their broadcast group, but there's too many guys in the booth. I don't know yeah. who you take out. I mean, who do you take out? I don't. I mean, Jeff Burton maybe. I guess Jeff probably adds the least, but I like Jeff, so I don't know. I, I think NBC's got a good crew. But it's it's crowded, especially when you got Jeff Burton and Steve Letarte that sound pretty similar to each other. Yeah, still, that is pretty fun. and even Junior kind of sounds a little bit like Burton sometimes. I listened to Steve and Jeff Burton on uh, Nate Ryan's podcast today. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And I was like, "Who's talking?" And then I thought of you because I'm like, "Oh yeah, Eric always says they sound just like yeah, each other." Drives me, drives me crazy. I like the two man booth. Yep. I like keeping it simple, yep. and they'll have they'll have good expertise around. I think Fox will improve. Yeah, I think so, too. Um, again, nothing bad about DW, but it was time for a change, and I hope DW enjoys his retirement, and hopefully he can find something to do to keep himself involved with the sport. Um, it'll be it'll be sad to be at Daytona without him, um, but uh, yeah. but I think it's good for everybody in the long run. He'll be around. He ain't going anywhere. Yep. Uh, news item I missed, uh, Dale Jr. will be waving the green flag for the Daytona 500. Yeah, he said, uh, what did he say? They're gonna He's going to keep asking for odd jobs around the compound every year. <laughs> That's awesome. Why? I, I'm telling you, man, this is why I love Junior post NASCAR, post driver. He's us. Yeah. He's us with access. <laughs> yeah. He just wants to do stuff. Oh, so I fun. love that. I love Junior right now. I'm, I've become, I, I've talked about it on this podcast, become such a huge Dale Junior fan, but he's not in my shout outs this week. So he's not. Well, he is going to run. I, I read uh, on his Twitter feed, I believe he. Pretty much confirmed he's running Homestead in 2020. Nice. So that'll be his Xfinity nice Series. Early race. then. That's yeah. Cool. So he's going to be, yeah, he's going to run an early season race. Cool. Next year. Yeah. That'll, that'll work out for him. It's Fox, Fox's half of the he season. That's so nice and yeah. easy. Yep. All right. Cool. Uh, the NFL is are a bunch of idiots and they're going to try and add a 17th uh, game to their season um, and move the Super Bowl around again. This is. Last time they talked about doing this, NASCAR moved the Daytona 500 back two weeks um, only for the NFL to go on strike and then not implement this. Um, So at least we can look forward to the fact that the NFL probably will strike again and we won't have to deal with them for a little while. Um, And then who knows if this is going to interfere. I just threw this in here because it's on J-Ski, but... Everybody's scared of the NFL. That's okay. (laughs) I mean, they don't have to worry about ratings in Michigan because the Lions suck, so... Oh man, do we and ever. certainly don't have do, to worry about the Lions during the postseason. Do we ever? <laughs> we are always down seven with two minutes to go. <laughs> the worst. It's terrible. Yeah, worst. We are the worst. 
All right, so we saved the little news for last. Um, we uh, did not, not surprised to see this coming, a little disappointed, but uh, so Chocolate Meyer said it today on, on Sirius, which he made a real good point. When they made the announcement a few weeks ago or whatever that Ally was signing on for three more years with, uh, with the 48 car, and there was no announcement of Jimmy Johnson signing on for three more years, Yep, it pretty much looked like Jimmy Johnson was going to be hanging it up within the next three years. And sure enough, 2020 will be the final season in the Cup Series for Jimmy Johnson. Woof. <laughs> so, some questions. Have we seen Jimmy's last victory? Oh, man. Will he win in 2020? Oh, man. <laughs> Nothing shows me that he will win in 2020. However... Tony Stewart figured out a way to win in his last season. Jeff so Gordon I, figured out a way to hit win in his last season. Yeah. Didn't Jeff Dale Jr. win in his last season? Or did Dale he not? He did not. Okay. Dale Jr. did That's not. Right. Carl Edwards did, but that was a surprise. Yeah. Um, Nobody knew surprise. it was Carl's last season. Jimmy Johnson has, oh, man, he has nine top fives over the last three seasons. I, man, it's not looking good. It ain't I, looking good I for think him. he does it, but don't – Consider the fact that I also picked him to win the championship this year. Um, yeah. I will not be picking him to win the championship next year. Uh, he it did would... improve. He did improve this year, though. I yeah. mean, there was signs. Well, Hendrick has improved, and and keep in mind the Chevys get a new nose next season. Yeah. Did we talk about that on the podcast? I don't think we did. But the Chevys get a, a new nose next year. Yeah. There you go. There's your. We talked about it now. Yeah. Um. Dang man. I yeah. I think his winning's done. So, so the answer to the next question, can he win an eighth championship on his way out? You, that's a big no, right? I, there's just no signs that he will, that he's even going to be in the conversation. I heard uh, Jeff Gordon on Sirius Today say that if you look at how they've been running and look at the numbers, it's not likely. But um, in the same aspect as Kyle Busch this weekend, you can't count him out. It's Jimmy Johnson. You know, we've, know. we've counted him out many times, and he's come back to do it. I mean, that would be that would be pretty storybook and it's just not nobody's going to win a championship in their final season. Unless you pull a Carl Edwards, nobody knows it's your final season and you're young still. I mean, it's just, it's, there's just too much competition. Sorry, Jimmy Johnson fans. I would love it, man. I would be jumping up and down if he could win the championship next year, if he could go out and win 10 races and just dominate the season. Yeah. Um, but it's just not going to happen, guys. It's just not going to happen. Yeah, he's a different driver at this stage in his career. There's just things that he's not able to do that he used to. His team is also not as good as it used to be. He's got a lot of things fight, fighting against him yep. for him to to win. Um, but not to take away from, his, I mean, his goatness. He is yeah. the goat. So he, he is. I, we a lot of talk on Sirius today about. Um, you know, possibly one of the best drivers of all time. There's no need to have that discussion here. It. Yeah, we've we've yeah. determined, we've declared him the greatest of all time on this podcast um, yep. so far. And uh, there's definitely some people um, even running now, one in particular that could very well challenge him for that position. But as of right now, there is nobody even close. Nope. He's got all the trophies. Yep. Every single one of them. He yep. got them all. Except for that new Cup Series championship trophy, but it doesn't matter. He's got seven of uh, he's got seven of those Sprint Cups, yep. uh, sitting around. So he's doing just fine. Yep, yep, definitely. Um, so yeah, uh, 
I, we won't get into the discussion about who's going to fill that seat. I think it's too early to do that. Jimmy's announcement just idea. today. Yeah, what's your I idea? I got an idea. He's a current driver in the Cup Series. Yeah. He drives Chevrolets. Yeah, driving a. I, I, he's in the right. Uh, the right. Um, he's got the right first number, right? Yeah. He's got the right first you number. Yeah. You only have to change one number. You only would have to change one number. Hmm. That's hmm. really interesting. I saw some people throwing that out today. That's the uh, natural. I think that would be the natural fit. Yeah, I think you're probably right. I mean, who do they have in the wings? Go get him. Yeah. You look at Kyle, Ar- Kyle Larson, by the way. Yeah. If you guys can't figure that out, it's Kyle Larson. Yeah. Um, I mean, we think about who who they've got in the in the Xfinity series right now. Um, anybody who's ready to come up is likely not coming up. I mean, it's not Justin Allgaier. Justin Allgaier's not going to do it. Um, Michael Annette's not ready. He's um, not coming back. He's not. Michael Annette's not coming back up. You've got you've got some young guys that have had chances, but that's it's too early for them. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Regan Smith comes yep. out of retirement to run. Yeah. Rick's got a plan. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Definitely. I wouldn't be surprised to see that, but, uh, we'll do a lot of speculating on that. It, like I said, Jimmy made the announcement today. Body's not cold yet. <laughs> let's, uh, <laughs> yeah, let's, uh, we'll, we'll, we got lots of off season to talk about that. So, um, one thing I wanted to hit on real quick, uh, Jim France made a, issued a statement today. I just wanted to read that real quick. Uh, NASCAR history will always hold Jimmy Johnson in the highest regard for his hard charging success on the racetrack and the way he conducted himself as a champion off the track. This remarkable seven-time champion through his competitive spirit, immense talent, and sportsmanship has made NASCAR a better sport or drove a lot of people away because they got sick of seeing him win championships back to back to back to back. Um, on behalf of my family and the entire NASCAR community, I thank Jimmy for his, his dedication to NASCAR and along with his legions of fans, wish him the, all the best in his final season. I look forward to watching him race for wins and an eighth NASCAR Cup championship in 2020. Jim France, NASCAR chairman and CEO. Wow. That's nice. Yeah. I was I was curious to see when when I got word of the announcement today, I was checking my email to see if there would be a NASCAR statement, and they didn't disappoint. I was, I was impressed. It came out pretty quick. So, yep. Good on them. Uh, with that, I think that's all the news this week, right? I didn't miss anything, did I? No, I don't think so. Nothing broke um, in the last hour? No, we've got plenty of off-season to, to dive into yeah. some big, you know, we have podcasts maybe. we talk, Maybe we have an even bigger talk about Jimmy. Yeah, I think um, I think there's there's definitely an episode dedicated to Jimmy in the off-season. We're going to yep. talk a lot about sponsorship because we're going to get some announcements on that stuff as to who's going to be our title sponsors because we're going to have more than one. Yep. Yeah, I'm sure when we get to Nashville for the awards ceremony, we're gonna have a, a full slate probably by then, or a couple, maybe maybe one more to fill. But yeah, um, yeah, we've got some off season stuff that we'll be talking about. But yeah, um, yeah, that's probably it for news this week. I feel like uh, I feel like we didn't go long enough on the uh, <laughs> with the championship being crowned. But yeah, I mean we're at an heck, hour right now, so we're doing yeah, pretty heck, good. <laughs> heck yeah, the biggest biggest show of the year. So yep. Yep. Uh, we still have some championship stuff to discuss because we crowned a champion in the fantasy league this week, didn't we, James? We certainly did, and it was a hell of a battle between these guys. <laughs> I didn't uh, pick drivers Ra- for the last race either, so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ranger Runyon wins the championship, and uh, he kindly reminded us on Twitter that he did <laughs> not start at the Daytona 500 and still kicked all of our butts, so yeah. thank you for that. Yeah. Uh, Ranger. So, but it was a great battle um, between him and and uh, what was it Justin seven one three? Yeah. Um, I'm pulling I'm pulling everything up right yeah, now. Yeah, because I didn't pull it up. 
Uh, yeah, no, but I the big news is though I beat you, so that's okay. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> and my streak continues there, um, so that's good. But yeah, so Ranger and it was a battle because Justin took the lead from him for a little bit, but Ranger Ranger crushed it uh, in the last week of the season, and uh, you had a good week at Homestead though. You almost won the race. Did I? You only lost by eight. Yeah. So my picks yep. from four weeks ago did pretty well. Yeah. Um, one thing, I, let me, let me say this to you guys, uh, that are interested in doing the fantasy league next year. Um, give me some suggestions, send us some suggestions at, uh, the super speedway at gmail.com, right? That's the email address. I don't yep. freaking know the my own email address. At gmail.com. Or hit us up on Twitter, Facebook or something. Send us some ideas on where we could do this at, because, um, whatever we did last year, I hated. And I didn't like the NASCAR setup this year either. I, I don't know. Or do we? You do our, wanted it. You got it. Yeah, I know. Do we? Do we just do our own fantasy thing? Or I don't. I don't really want to go through the trouble we'll of think about it. Yeah, we'll have to think about it. Yeah. I don't know. It's I too don't early. Go through the I, trouble I, of dealing with stats every week. I'm and stuff, so glad but. that it's over. That I don't even want to think about next year's fantasy. Yeah, week. I know. I yeah, but thoroughly. I would really prefer just not doing it. <laughs> So that'll be the end of it. Yeah. Okay. So. <laughs> no, we'll bring it back. Sorry, yeah, guys. Yeah, we will. We will. I'll, I'll freaking do it until I get to the point where I get frustrated with it again. Yep. I'm just a sore loser is what it is. I just suck at it. Yeah, we, I mean, yeah. It. This was my worst year, I think, ever. And uh, that's okay. I, I feel like I've got a grasp on NASCAR.com just in time for us to switch it next year. So, yeah. good. <laughs> um, playoff bracket. And is there anything yeah. update there? So I'm I am conceding a tie because <laughs> uh, our good buddy Todd picked uh, Kevin Harvick to win the championship. Okay. I picked Denny Hamlin. So Harvick beat Hamlin in the race. Todd wins the playoff bracket challenge. Nice. There you something go. else for him. To, someone else. Something else for him to lord over us. Right. During the off season. He's got enough of that. Yeah. So. Yep, Todd wins it. We tied on points, but uh, just like Tony Stewart and Carl Edwards, Todd won the race. <laughs> there you go. So there you go. All right. Uh, shout outs. James, got any shout outs this week? Um, just, I, well, I was going to shout out everybody who played on the Fantasy Leagues and the Bracket Challenge, everybody who participated with us. I just wanted to say thanks. Um, yeah, even though we loathe it sometimes, it is kind of fun. To, something for us to do every week and, and get some interaction. So I did want to say thank you to everybody for doing that. Yeah, it's fun. I, I wish guys, if you're thinking about getting on board with this, get on board. Um, I know we've got quite a few people that listen. We'd love to have you join us. Um, the more people, yeah, the more fun it is when you're stuck at the back of the pack, you know? <laughs> so uh, yeah, I'd like to get some more people in on it. And we'll, I'll do it again next year, even though I hate it. <laughs> yep. We may not be competing for championships, but, you know, we're, we're racing for, you know, we're, we're, the, we're trying to be top-level mid-pack teams here, right. Eric and I. So. Yeah, exactly. exactly. We're like JTD Jardy, me and Eric, you know, 37 and 47 out there, just right. kind of in the middle of the pack. Yeah, yeah, we're the, we're the Haas team in Formula One. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, I got a couple shout-outs this week, kind of things. Well, one of them was one that I wanted to shout-out last week and completely forgot. Um, first of all, our buddy Baron Speedway on uh, Instagram, uh, if you don't recall, he was on the podcast um, after Chicagoland this year. I got a chance to sit down and interview with him. Um, take a look at back in the podcast if you missed that. It's pretty cool. Um, he created a, basically a 164 scale uh, racetrack uh, diorama type thing 
um, which is really neat. We've been following his progress. Very cool. He's gotten a lot of traction. Um, I believe I saw uh, Parker Kligerman comment on his Instagram one day, which is pretty cool. Um, or maybe Rutledge. I don't know. One of those guys commented on it. But uh, through following his Instagram, he follows a bunch of other people that are doing the same sort of thing. And so since we've given Baron so much uh, so much credit and, and coverage on the podcast, I wanted to throw a couple more out here that were pretty cool. So there's a guy named Rudy Bintang, I believe. It's Rudy Bintang underscore DC. Um, if you go to the show, go to the superspeedway.com, check out the show notes. The actual spelling of the Instagram um, handle is in there. He has a 164 scale diorama of the front stretch or like a couple corners in the front stretch of Nürburgring. I think that's how you pronounce it. Damn. Yeah. Yeah, and you're right. It's it's really cool. I mean, it, the photos he takes are incredible. They look like they're actual track photos, and he's done some things with like blur and stuff to where it just looks real. Um, he cheated a little bit because he didn't build the diorama. He he, I think he purchased it, um, but it's still freaking awesome. So check that out. And the other one that is really worth checking out: saluting gecko fifty one on Instagram. He just finished a one eighty seven scale version of Martinsville. And it is amazing. It is yeah, that thing so is awesome, cool. I thought. Yeah, man, it's, it's, it's awesome. Sweet. I wish he had more pictures and some video of that because um, it is incredible. So check those out. Definitely worth checking them out. Um, and, and follow Baron Speedway while you're at it because he's been doing some cool stuff. And it's got some videos of like riding in, on board in the cars. You go around the track and stuff. It's just it's just cool. I'm so jealous that I haven't done this myself. But at this point, these guys are doing such a good job. I don't even want to try. And then the other thing I wanted to shout out is uh, if nobody caught it, um, there were a couple screenings in the theaters uh, earlier in the season, and the Michael Waltrip documentary Blink of an Eye is out on iTunes and wherever you can buy digital video or possibly DVDs. I don't know. I don't buy DVDs anymore. Um, It is really great and really worth checking out if you have any interest in A, Michael Waltrip, or B, the circumstances revolving around him going to drive for Dale Earnhardt and the, the race at Daytona that, you know, Dale lost his life in. Um, it is really well done. A lot of good interviews. A lot of, you know, stories I think that I've heard. I don't know that there was anything really new there, but a little bit more in-depth um, stuff. And it, it just was really good. I don't know if you've gotten a chance to see it yet, James. but No, I, you watched it, though. That's yes, awesome. It's, I've been, it's on my list. I want to watch it. It's definitely worth watching. It's really well done. Um, I highly recommend it for any NASCAR fan, especially fans of that era of, of NASCAR. There's a lot of really good stuff on there. Basically told through the eyes of Michael Waltrip and what it's like to um, live your greatest moment and worst moment within a matter of seconds of each other. So um, very touching. You'll probably shed a couple tears on it and uh, definitely worth checking out if you haven't. That's awesome. There we go. With that, we put the 2019 season in the rearview mirror, sort of. We will probably be back to discuss some stuff maybe after the banquet. Um, we're going to take, ne- take next week off. Uh, we haven't, I haven't talked about it, but it's Thanksgiving. and It's Thanksgiving, um, people. Yeah. Come on. Give we're, us a break. We're definitely taking next week off. We might take a couple weeks off. We will do some podcasts during the offseason. We're not going to do the Dale Jr. thing and just drop off the face of the earth. Um, but we, we're going to take a break for a week or two. Um, keep subscribed. You'll see us pop up in your feed when we come back. We'll try to put something on social media when we're coming back. If any big news breaks, we'll definitely come back on and do a short podcast, if nothing else. Um, we've got some off-season stuff we want to talk about. We've got some things that we talked about last year we were going to do in the off-season. The off-season goes so dang fast that sometimes we don't get to it. But 
Um, we've certainly been busy. We haven't missed a week now in, uh, what, three seasons, I think? We haven't missed a week during the season. So We haven't missed a race. Nope, we have not missed a race. In, and it's, uh, it's been tough the, to do. <laughs> yeah. Well, the only race we technically missed was the 2017 Daytona 500 because we didn't get yep. started until after that. So That's right. Um, we did kind of miss one race, but no, we, we've made every race and uh, we do sprinkle podcasts in the off season. Um, yep. Usually it's every other week is yeah. technically what we've done. We've done some fun stuff before. Um, we might, we might be due for uh, like the Talladega Nights rewatchables yeah. type thing. We might have to try, try stealing that idea um, <laughs> and, <laughs> and running with it ourselves because we we did that for days of thunder a little bit. Yeah. Uh, so that was an interesting one. That's one that sticks out to me. Uh, if NASCAR tries to fool us with another test at Las Vegas, I'm not falling for it next time. <laughs> that, that was a fun offseason one we did this year. So right. there's, there's fun stuff we'll do. Yep. Um, we'll try to keep it light, keep up on the news, but uh, we'll, we'll do some different things, not just uh, breaking down races like we typically do. So it's fun. Yep. We'll talk about uh, some of maybe next year's season plans, which right now everything's up in the air. I don't really know what the plan is. I know. I know basically what my my thought of the plan is, but there's a lot of things that have to fall into place to make it happen. So um, we'll discuss that as we get closer to the, to the new season. Um, like I said, any news breaks, we'll be back here to, to talk about it. But um, subscribe, keep an eye on the feed, and uh, and we'll be back at periodic times throughout the uh, throughout the postseason or yeah, off season. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, James, if they want to talk to you, hit you up on social media. How can they do that? At James Cush on Twitter. You can find me at T Super Speedway on Twitter. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash the Super Speedway. Our website is thesuperspeedway.com. You can find the podcasts on there, show notes, links to articles that we discussed. Try to put all that stuff on there. There's some articles uh, from past races that we've covered, some photos on there, some great stuff, uh, videos. I know there's a video of my ride along with uh, Richard Childress at Michigan International Speedway, which is pretty cool. Um, I say that cause it was me in the car. So it was pretty awesome. Um, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, lots of stuff to check out there. So if you haven't been to the website, thesuperspeedway.com, uh, you can find the podcast on Apple music, Google play and SoundCloud, wherever you found us today. We hope you subscribe and continue to listen. And if you want to become a part of the show and, uh, you know, maybe even be on the show, help us out a little bit, help us get to the track. Um, all that sort of thing. You can do that at patreon.com slash the super speedway. With that, the 2019 season is over. Kyle Busch is a two-time NASCAR Cup Series champion, and we are heading out of here. Uh, we're not going racing next week, but uh, <laughs> we'll be back to talk about more. we got the banquet in a couple weeks. Probably a lot of news coming in the offseason. And until then, everybody, let's go racing. Uh-huh.